Welcome, pool guys and gals, to the Let's Talk About Pools podcast, where your host, Lauren Broom, will take a splash into many topics in the pool industry to educate all aquatic professionals. Listen in, and you just might be surprised what you'll learn. So let's jump right in. Welcome, everybody, today to the Let's Talk About Pools podcast. And on Season 4, Episode 52, I had the honor of speaking with Nikki Acosta and Jack Nelson from Skimmer. And we spoke about the State of the Pools Service 2024 report that they uh, accumulated so much awesome information from so many awesome pool pros across the country. So we put it all, they put it all together. They want to share this information. It helps you kind of start making some changes or decision-making on the business side of things for running your business. We talk a little bit about how Skimmer can help you in these things as well. So listen in because this should help our live, our pool pros out there that are struggling with the business side. I want to say thank you to Skimmer for sponsoring the podcast as well as Blu-ray Etzel. And you'll hear from Blu-ray Etzel in the middle of the podcast, but thank you to my sponsors. I just want to say out there for anybody that if you're thinking about trying out Skimmer as you listen to this podcast episode, that you can go and get an exclusive free trial by visiting www.getskimmer.com backslash Lauren Broom. I'm a partner with Skimmer with the Let's Talk About Pools podcast and Space Coast Pool School. So please, uh, try take this free exclusive free trial and try it out and see if you love skimmer as much as other pool pros do so now let's jump right into the podcast where i interviewed nikki acosta and jack nelson from skimmer i hope you guys enjoy this episode today welcome everybody to the let's talk about pools podcast and i'm so excited to have Skimmer back on. I've got Jack Nelson and Nikki Acosta with Skimmer. Thank you for being here today, guys. How's it going, Lauren? Great to be here. Good. The last time I saw you guys, we were all having fun at the Pool Nation Awards in Las Vegas in November of 2023. And then we I think we were all at that wonderful after party for a little bit as well. Didn't we have a good time over there, guys? We had fun. We got all dressed up and had a blast. And you had the significant ability to see Lauren Broom all dressed up and gussied up with makeup and hair and everything, which you'll never see again unless I'm <laughs> at an event like that. And it's a rare thing you guys got to see. So well, you look fantastic. We, tell us about what's going on with Skimmer, anything new, anything you want to talk about. And then we're going to get right into our episode that we're going to talk about uh, the, the big report that you guys just came out with. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot going on at Skimmer right now. We'll talk about the report. That was uh, that was a lot of work, and we're really proud of what uh, what that has already started doing in the industry. But yeah, we're continuing to hire a lot of super talented developers to launch new features. The uh, the app that we've created is is awesome. We've invested a lot in making sure it scales. So. We've now eclipsed 5,000 customers. We've got 20,000 people using the app on a weekly basis. And, and it's pretty awesome to watch the growth and watch the team that, that we've been able to assemble here. We've got close to 50 employees all over North America. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really fun time to be at Skimmer. 
That, that's awesome. I, I, I mean, I see so much at social media and you guys reaching out to people in Facebook groups when they have questions about the software or anything that they, they're having trouble with. So that that's awesome. So anything that you want to share or do you want to get right into the report that you guys uh, have that is very in-depth, guys? Listeners, you're going to love the, the details of this report that Skimmer has really worked hard on. Um, I would say, yeah, let's let's jump into the report. The biggest thing just to share is uh, our existing customers are going to be really excited. We've got some some really cool features teed up to drop this quarter, like text messaging, and we're doing some integrations with some some uh, chemical companies. And there's uh, there's a lot to be excited about in Skimmer in 2024. But awesome. let's let's focus most of today on the report. Yeah, it, it's a very new year and a lot of exciting things that are going to come. Right. So why did Skimmer decide to issue an industry report? You know, something that's important to us at Skimmer is that we're more than just a technology company. Our purpose is actually we want to empower pool and spa professionals to build great businesses with a, with a platform to build great businesses. And part of that, that word platform is there by design. It's not just technology, right? It's It's support. It's information. It's a community and really to build that ecosystem to where people can learn how to be a better, a better pool pro. And that's, that's our mission to, to help them, to give them tools to do that. And so this report is just kind of the, a step along that journey to give folks information about how they should be running their businesses, how they should be growing, hiring, buying chemicals, whatever it may be, and just give them that, that education. Cause I think there's, there's been a real gap of, of knowledge in the industry. And so we thought that, hey, this is a great opportunity for us to, to fill that void. Yep. Especially on that business side of things where they, it may lead them to make certain decisions on pricing or employee hiring or anything like that. So you're taking, right. all, taking all the different facets, put it together into this report. That's right. And we've we've also been doing webinars to our existing customers and prospects even for how to grow your business and how to think about this side of your business. So this is just one of many forms of sort of content that we're creating for the industry. That's right. We we there are plenty of people out there like you, Lauren, and, and others who will teach pool professionals, you know, about chemistry and you know all of the things that come with, you know, being out in the field, really what we want to focus on is, is helping on the business side. And we, we see a big value in the feedback that we've gotten from some of these webinars is that this is the kind of, of information and content that people want. So this state of pool service report was just one step in trying to provide some insight into operations and marketing and all the things that are kind of the things that owners uh, are going to care about. And I totally agree. I've seen those awesome webinars, you know, uh, not that I've been able to join them because I'm always teaching, like you said, and I'm always finding that I'm teaching on the days that you have the webinars. I'll catch one soon, hopefully. But it's giving that option to hear from people and give that information and figure out, I think the business side, especially somebody that's new coming into the industry, that's sometimes the hardest part for them to figure out is the business side. They may understand how to do the actual things at the pool and take care of the water chemistry and all that. But when it comes to the business side and making those business decisions, sometimes it's hard because there's scattered information all over the place. And so what you're doing is trying to gather all these different issues and then put it all together so that somebody can find it in an easy way, right? And get educated on this business piece side to better run their business, which 
I know it is not what Skimmer does, but like you said, you're building that ecosystem, which is awesome. That ecosystem for them to learn everything, not just the route management, but everything else about their business, which is, it, it's awesome that you guys are doing that for our industry. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and I think the other thing we realized as well, we have access to this data that really nobody else in the industry does, right? Like just the visibility we have into what's actually going on in the backyards is almost like, hey, we've got all this data. Let's let's share it with folks because it is really valuable and and hopefully really actionable. And so, um, you know, we're going to continue to to get data and to share it with folks because it just we think it'll just allow people to make better decisions. I I think that's awesome. So how did you create the report? So we created a survey and it was pretty extensive. I mean, there were pages upon pages upon pages of, of questions and we reached out through some of our media partners and some of the influencers in the industry, the people that you'll see on the thank you page who helped us get the word out about the survey. The survey was anonymous. So we had over 1,700 people who responded to this survey, which it wow. took a minute. I mean, this was probably a, you know, a five to eight minute long survey if you were moving through it rather quickly. And we gathered all that data and analyzed it. And then we combined that with the data that Jack was referring to in our platform. So anonymized data when it came to things like pricing and different pricing models. Are you charging uh, plus chems, or are you charging including chems? Are you charging per stop or are you charging per month? So we took that anonymized data and included that with the report to get uh, an idea of what people are charging throughout the country. And we know that pricing varies. It varies even, you know, in Austin where we're located, you know, just an hour down the road in San Antonio, there's, there's a big disparity in what people are charging for services, what techs are being paid. So we know that there uh, is additional work to be done so that we can share uh, deeper level data with our, with our customers and with the industry to help make the industry better. I, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, it, it had to have been a lot of work to take the, all these 1700 surveys, get all that data, take the data that you got from Skimmer, put it all together and organize all that information and make it usable for people and easy to look at and compare things, right? And see where things are. Sure. And, and we wanted to be contextual too. We have a case study and some quotes from uh, folks in the industry to help provide additional color around some of these topics. Uh, you know, we had a really great webinar last week, two weeks ago with a, a gentleman by the name of Casey Graham from Yummy Pools in Atlanta, who's built this incredible business, just zero to a thousand pools in a year uh, and all, done all that on Skimmer. And he's he is not what I would consider a, a pool industry guy. He's an entrepreneur who's built and sold several great businesses. And he had some really, really great tips and, and helping to share insight onto what kind of employees you want to hire and how they're motivated and not to dangle what he calls the hologram carrots, you know, promises of, oh yeah, get good at this. And one day you'll be a repair guy and you'll make more money or gal. Uh, so bringing kind of that kind of expertise into the report, I think helps provide uh, some insight and some actionable items to improve your pool service business. Well, and the other thing I'll add that I think that the team did a really great job on, and, and I'm really proud of the, the, how, easy it is to read and digest the report, right? Yeah. There's facts and figures. Like Nikki said, there's some case studies, there's some narrative. We've all read like 
public filings and those are impossible to get through, right? But this is just, it's very easy to read. You can just read a section or two at a time and refer back to it. And so I just think it's it's a really great start to, hey, this is a great tool to help you grow your business. I mean, I have it printed out all right here. It's a very thick document, but it's very easy to look at. It's very easy on the eyes to look at. It's not like, read, you know, oh my God, I'm not going to read this because it's pretty and it has good data and it's not all just paragraph form. You've got, you know, all the graphs and showing all the information that you guys collected in a very easy way to understand. And like you said, you can go through a couple pages at a time if you feel overwhelmed and it's not that like overwhelming that you're going to feel with some of these other reports that you have read in the past from different, uh, it, it may not be the pool industry. I've seen them before and they're very overwhelming and you don't, you're like, I'm not reading that. That's too much. I have to say you did an awesome job on this report and just how it looks even it's, it's easy to, to the eyes. So well, thank you. Yeah. What were the top takeaways that you got from doing all this, information collection and then putting it together what were some of those big takeaways there there are several top takeaways from this and it was it was really interesting just to see the responses you know we learned for example that 33% of survey respondents were actually looking at trimming customers and getting more value from existing customers which is surprising you know you think of of growth in different ways, but I think there is some recognition out in the market that not every customer is an ideal customer. And so to, to get sort of validation through the report and see that the pros feel the same way, you know, if you've got, a, you know, a customer who's, who's sucking up, you know, 80% of your time, like they're, they're probably not a great fit. And, and I think when people are first starting out, you know, the reaction is, oh, I need to go get as many customers as possible. But the more and more people we talk to, the more we realize that these larger companies have figured out that it's okay to let certain customers go and make room for more ideal customers. And that's going to look different in different parts of the country. And it's going to look different, you know, for different businesses. But it's one thing that I think some of our larger companies have figured out is make room for the customer's who are going to be good for your business model and good on the service end and not be the kind of people that are going to, you know, call you and text you every night and every weekend and, you know, not respect your time off and want you to come right now. Uh, and so that was one takeaway for me that I looked at and went, huh, another big opportunity is in the marketing piece. Uh, there is not a lot of spend happening from pool service companies on marketing. And this is one opportunity where, if you have just a little bit of business savvy, you can generate leads that you can close. So the gentleman that we had on the webinar, Casey, who's cited in the report, he's paying between $20 and $30 using Google local ads, and he closes between 55 and 60% of those. Uh, so nice. even with what he's spending every month, even though he's not closing all of them, he's literally getting positive ROI in month one. And this is an opportunity where I think if, if other people are not doing it in your market, regardless of how big you are, you have an opportunity to be a mover in that space. Most people are coming out and marketing and they're looking at social media and referrals, right? And those are, are very great ways to earn business, 
a lot of our customers come from referrals. And so we get it. Those are the best customers that you can have are the ones that from people who might be neighbors or friends of people you already do business with. But in, in terms of how people shop, it's changed, right? Like, Anything that we buy, we're going online and we're searching and we're looking at reviews and we're trying to make decisions. And the same is happening for consumers when they're looking for pool and spa service. So I think there's a, a really large opportunity for a lot of companies to get out ahead and be leaders in their own markets through things like Google local ads or, you know, amassing reviews and having reviews on Yelp or incentivizing customers uh, who write good reviews for you, you know, on, on Yelp or, or other online review sites, having that sort of that support and that uh, kind of those treasure troves of testimonials can go a long way when a consumer is going out and looking for polar spa service or repair. And and I'd, I'd add another big takeaway uh, that I was surprised to see is how many of our customers or how many of the respondents are intending to raise prices yet again this year. I think it was 74% of all respondents said they plan on raising their prices in 2024. And that's on top of the, the price increases they did in 2023 and, and 2022. And that's not, uh, some of them, 40% are looking at rate uh, at increasing rates by 11 to 20%. So these aren't just small incremental, you know, um, price increase. These are pretty significant. And, and it's clear why, you know, chemical costs have increased. Um, all the major manufacturers have increased pricing for things that pool pros are buying and using every single day. Yep. What we also saw in the report that was kind of interesting is the number of people that are actually shopping online now for parts and for chemicals. Um, we saw a big move towards this during COVID when chlorine was hard to come by and you know, we saw it in Texas when there was a freeze and nobody could get, you know, certain parts in Texas. I think there's been a move uh, to pull pros who used to go into a store and buy things. Now they're wanting to buy and look for for alternatives online. And I, and I see it in Facebook groups every day. You know, someone mm -hmm. will post that there's you can buy a, a pack of O-rings that are perfect, perfectly great O-rings um, at, at a much lower cost than you can and, and potentially a brick and mortar. Yeah, I, wonder if whole... we will, I wonder if we'll start seeing a shift as well with the big suppliers in the industry to have more of a face on, you know, online, actually having a shop or something like that versus they've always been physical sales centers and people go in and buy from these various groups. I don't think they have a whole lot where they're moved to the online, you know, setup as much. Yeah, so that's a very nice takeaway there, Nikki. Nikki. Yeah, and I, I would piggyback on to say that the digital transformation is clearly happening in the industry. Like Nikki said, people are buying online. We're seeing it in the way our customers collect payments, right? They they just are not accepting cash anymore. Checks are a dying part of the industry, fortunately, right? Like it's just better and faster and more efficient for a business to accept money via credit card and monthly payments that way. And so you're seeing that you're seeing, I mean, at Skimmer, right? We continue to grow. We see more and more people using our technology every day. And, and, and there's other platforms out there as well that I've seen that can help these pros grow, grow, but you're just seeing sort of people are embracing technology to the point where if, if they're not, they're falling very far behind in a hurry. I mean, we've seen in education as well. So technology sure. involved with education, we're going to see it pretty much 
across the board in the industry from buying stuff to paying each other and the whole nine yards. So that that's a big, big takeaway to come from that. that that's very interesting. So what would you guys say are some of the biggest opportunities for pool pros that you've gotten out of all that information that you gathered and the, the report that you guys did? I'd say marketing for sure. I talked to a pool pro yesterday and he was fortunate enough to land a client in an exclusive gated community uh, where there are some very, very nice pools and they have a strict no solicitation policy so what he did is he went and had golf balls printed. And when he's servicing pools, he just throws them on the golf course. And then for his clients, he made towels, uh, golf towels. And so now he's got folks on the golf course clipped to their bags is a branded towel with his logo on it. So I think there are opportunities to be creative in marketing we have a lot of customers who use our broadcast emails and our service emails as a way to be able to convey, hey, if you have a neighbor that's interested in our service, we'll give you a month for free. You know, so that's another good way that's a constant reminder, since these customers are getting service emails every week, to try to just plant a small seed that would encourage people to share their experience on I see it all the time. People will be on next door and they'll say, hey, I need a pool service company. And, and some will say, use mine. They're great. They have these great emails that they send you. And I'm like, hey, that's a skimmer email. So it's a it's a good marketing tool. It's a good way to stay in touch with your customers. And by putting it out in front of them, people use our service emails to add things about reminders for vacations and other things that, that they may need to let their customers know about. Or if there's inclement weather, they'll send out a blast email. But those emails in our platform can be used for marketing as well. That, that's yeah, pretty I, cool. I, I'd probably add on top of that, I think we're seeing a real uh, shift to really trying to understand the numbers. So our, our customers that are growing very quickly have taken the, made the effort to really understand what do, what do, tell me about my business on a per pool basis. Am I making money on this pool? Am I making more money on that other pool? We have some tools within Skimmer that make that easy on the reporting side, but, but financial literacy is a big theme that came out of this, these reports is the more you understand everything about your business from a number standpoint, the easier it is to grow. And, and Nikki's right, like marketing, there's like a tendency almost, well, I don't have to market to get customers, therefore I won't. I would view it the opposite. No, if you do market, you'll you'll stand out because most people aren't doing it. So take advantage of this window of, of time where you can really grow your business, understand the numbers, where it makes sense, and you'll be able to grow a, a great business. Yeah, we, we found in the report, it's interesting looking at the data, there are people in several markets, like major market areas, I'm referring to this sheet right here, but for those who are listening, you probably wouldn't be able to see it, but we have a rate type breakdown. In several major markets, the people who are including chems are still charging less than the base rate of the people who charge for chems, which is surprising to me. Uh, one of our ambassadors, uh, Bryce Sarine out of Phoenix, he has a really good pitch that he gives to customers about why he charges for chemicals. He says, look, I service a lot of short-term rentals. I don't want you to have to pay for the cost of the chemicals in those pools. That's why I charge for chemicals separately. And it's very easy for, for pool owners to understand that. And I think there's a large opportunity there. We had some crazy heat in the Sun Belt last year, like four months of just really, really unseasonably warm weather, which as you know, it chews up 
chlorine in the pools. I, I heard from a pool guy last year who said, you know, the, the trick is you make your money in the winter. That doesn't have to be the case. You should be prepared to, to make sure that you can weather any kind of crazy factors that may play into you not being able to be able to pass along the charges for chemical usage. Cause it's a, it's a huge part of, of what you're charging a customer for is, is the chemical expense. And you may not have, you know, you have no control really over, over what those prices might look like in your area. Sure. You can shop, but if, if chlorine goes short and prices go up and you're not charging separately for, for chlorine, then you're losing money. And make sure make sure you have a program like Skimmer that allows you to do that easily. Quick plug for our, our billing module, right? It's a, literally a few <laughs> clicks, and they can they can yeah. switch their entire billing model to to do exactly what Nikki's talking about. Because we talk, it's sad when we talk to pros, right? Well, I want to switch, but I don't know how. Or my I use QBO for invoicing. <clears throat> Excuse me, I use QBO, and it doesn't allow me to do that. Like that's the tail wagging the dog, right? Like you need to switch your system to. to to, to support your business and be, be smart about it. This, I mean, this, this whole report just makes us think about that one part of our business that is difficult. Like we said earlier, for some people, they know how to run and do the actual pool service side. It's being the business side of it. That's been a topic that I've thought is a huge thing that needs to be talked about more because people need to know how to market their business. What you get is what you put into it, right? And they, the accounting principles and the manage the financial literacy, as you mentioned earlier, Jack, all of that is very, very important. And that's coming out from reading this report and looking at this report and what we've been talking about. I, I think that is something that we need to talk more and more about in the industry so that we have good business owners. I mean, an accountant I know has brought up something about depreciation. You talk about depreciation. That's a business model that every business should look at when you have physical things. Like if you have a vehicle that you're using for your business, you should be budgeting in for depreciation in that for that vehicle to be replaced in a certain amount of time. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical cost and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Yeah, another thing we touch on on the report is about labor and how do you how do you hire and retain labor. But that's I think people who have been in the industry long enough know that that is remains the biggest challenge, right? Is how do you how do you train folks? How do you use technology in such a way that you can onboard people sooner? I was actually pleased to see that almost all of the respondents. Um, plan on either hiring people or at least not firing people this year. So I'd say there's general optimism that 2024 is going to be a, a, a good year. It's going to be a tough year. I think it, what the data shows that people are anticipating rising costs, but people are not going to uh, are not anticipating doing any any layoffs or anything like that. Instead, it's about half of the people are going to keep their their workforce as is. The other half is going to 
uh, hire new people. And we've got some tips on, hey, how do you train? How do you onboard folks? Because that's, it is such an important part of the business. That's awesome. That's good to just to hear in the new year, you know, that that that's something that we're not going to have a bunch of layoffs or and that the, the hiring has been a tough since COVID started. And then after COVID, it's just been really tough. And I, I think it's not just our industry. It's all industries are having that trouble across the board, getting good trained people and getting them to stay, you know, after their investments, employees are investments. You invest in them through training and education and just, you know, putting them out there and you, you want them to stay as long as possible. And that's that's the hardest thing to do right there is keep them incentivized into your business. And so I've seen a lot of that and I've seen a large pool company that I actually teach for and they try to incentivize and feel, make their staff feel like they're motivated to be able to move up and that it's not, I'm just a pool tech at this company and that they have the mobility to move up if they choose to. You'll have those that will choose to just stay where they're at and they're not you know, motivated. It's that motivation. They try to increase that motivation. So it's interesting that you brought that up, Jack, because I've seen that in the industry fairly recently as well with certain models out there with companies. You're right. Yeah, it's real. And it's it's real important too. So what advice do you have for pool pros based on all this information that you guys gathered? Other than get scammer? <laughs> uh, get out there and spend some money on marketing if you want to go do it if you are working in the business figure out a way to replace yourself there so that you can work on the business this is something that we we have heard from our most successful customers over and over and over again was so long as I'm in the field and I'm servicing pools and I'm the one doing repairs, I can't grow my business. And so part of growing your business means that you have to figure out ways to replace yourself. Even if someone's not going to do it the way you would do it, even if they're not 100% at your skill set, if they're 70% at your skill set and they can do a good enough job and you can you know, coach them to get to that 80 or 90%, that's okay. If you're going to grow your business, you have to be able to have the time to be able to work on growing your business, to do the marketing, to go out and find good employees, to be able to coach your existing employees, to work on your financials, to understand which pools are profitable, which ones aren't. To talk to customers, to go get more customers. Absolutely. Everything Nikki said is spot on. Hey, I agree with all of that. I'm a business owner and you just like ding, ding, checked all the boxes that I was thinking in my head. I was like, wow, Nikki, you did awesome with that. And you've done it, right? You've hired additional instructors and you've got, you know, other folks who can, who can go out and start teaching courses as well. I mean, you're great at creating the curriculum, but you don't scale, right? So having, having the ability to, to train up new people, to fill in those roles so that you can go and work on new business opportunities or create more coursework that's valuable for the industry. I mean, it, it kind of applies to everyone. Yep, I totally agree. I mean, you have to look at your exact business model. What are you wanting to do this year and realize where your limitations are and how can you get around those limitations? And it may not be that you're part of that equation 100%. You, like you said, you may have to bring 
somebody else in to do this piece. You may not know how to do your website for your business or do Google AdWords or social media ads or anything like that. The algorithms change constantly. So you got to feel and understand that the investment that you put into having somebody else do it can bring you more leads and more customers. So sometimes, and it's just nice to go, wow, I don't have to figure that out. I don't have to figure out how Google AdWords works because they change it all the time. I can let somebody else do that for me so I can work on other more valuable things to build the business. And I think that's for any of our pool service industry companies out there. Yeah, 83% of the companies that we surveyed want to grow. There are, there are plenty of people out there that probably just want to stay the same. That's okay. But if you want to grow, you have to make the time to invest in your business so that you can grow. Wanting to grow is one thing, but you got to be motivated and move forward with it and figure out a plan that's going to work, right? And reading this report is going to kind of help them get those ideas so they can start figuring out what can I do with my company that's going to do that for me. Yeah, and that that plan is probably going to entail something different than you're currently doing. And like that's part of it. You've got to embrace change, whether it's technology or a new process or or, you know, not being in the backyard cleaning the pool, instead delegating that, like, you're going to have to do something differently if you want to grow. But, but there's plenty of tools out there that that make that really achievable. That's, that that's so awesome. So what can we expect uh, further reports uh, like this? Uh, how often? What are they going to entail? Any, any kind of details? Well, this is this is version 1.0. So absolutely, uh, there will be uh, follow-ons. Our goal is to try to do one every year around uh, this time in January, and we're just going to enhance the data. So it'll probably be probably be all of the data that's in this report plus whatever else we compile over the next year. So I think every year it'll get a little bit more helpful, a little bit more informed. Uh, eventually, we'll have other partners that we can get some data. Uh, into the report on and just really have this be sort of the definitive source for anything you need to know about the pool service industry. Yeah, we already have a list for next year of of questions that from feedback that we've heard. So we've already got a running list of things that people want to see in next year's report. To fine tune it. It's like you you start off and then you fine tune where people are going with things and figure out what to add to it to make it better. It's as long as you keep, I always find as long as you keep an open mind, something can always be better than what it was constantly. It, it'll get better every time. It's awesome. That's the goal. And, and, you know, it's also the challenge is also like, you don't want it to be so voluminous where it's difficult to read. Right. So finding that data that's most impactful and, and really trying to lead with that. The, the pricing sure. data we know is of great interest uh, and, and getting down to like zip code level, pricing data, you know, our, our plan is to get that dialed in and to help skimmer customers get insight into what what their competitors are charging so that they can be competitive in their own markets and providing additional value on top of that. So any hot areas that were like surprising to you with the pricing differences out of the report? I, I think the how folks are charging, the, the the fact that we have people whose base rates when they are not charging for chemicals are higher than people who are including chemicals shows me that there's plenty of money being left on the table. And, and we know 
that especially for people who are running on, you know, paper-based systems, it's hard to track that stuff. There are going yeah. to be things that fall through the cracks. I, I was in Atlantic City last week and the number of companies that told me, how do I get my text to log when they are dropping off a bucket of tabs because they've got buckets of tabs that are unaccounted for. And it's not, it's not anyone's fault. Like they didn't mean to not include it, but somewhere in the process of, of working off paper-based systems, somebody forgot to, to make a note. Yep. And that's where a platform like Skimmer and, and others in the market can really help you is just keeping track of those things and closing that communication gap between the office, what's happening in the field and the customer and, and making the communication that's, between those parties that's better. That's the important piece right there that people don't understand what software like you guys have. And what it does is you've got the tech out in the field what if he forgets to turn in his paper form that he filled in all this information? Then you lose that tracking of the inventory. And we're just talking about chemical inventory. There's lots of other th things involved. But just that one fast as an example, now this is all connected back to the office from the tech to the office. He reports whatever he used. It goes back to a centralized location where that pool office manager can gather all that info and know what's going on from 15 different pool techs while they're out in the field and really understand what chemicals are being used. Where, Like you said, 15, 15 different sheets of paper, you hope they all make it back to the office, right? And that right, and it's not it's not just back to the office. It's all the way to the invoice. Like right. every literally every tech exactly. that you have in the field, every chemical that they're installing and in whatever increments you want to have them installed in, you set a price for that, it automatically gets fed into the invoice. So there is no going through a book and trying to figure out who did what and adding that manually to an invoice. Like it's, it, it all gets streamlined from the time it's installed to the time that you bill for it. It's tracked yep. in the platform. I can't even imagine I mean, yep. the old way of doing it on paper, like trying to read people's handwriting even. I just had to look at when I was a health inspector, just looking at a basic chemical log at chlorine levels and pH levels and people's handwriting. I'm like, what is that say for chlorine level and pH level? I, I mean, they write it really fast. Not everybody has the greatest handwriting. So even that translating back, this is all being typed in on an app and it goes back and everything's recorded and it's, and it's saved it's saved forever like we you know yep. we save everything so you have the historical reference too so if a customer comes to you and says my plaster is falling apart and you know they said it's because you put the wrong chemicals in the pool you can say no uh actually we've been completely in range here's your data and here's photos of it. and here's photos yep. of the pool and here's every single chemical and every single reading for the last however long, like all of that is accessible, uh, whether you're in the office or, or on the phone. We had I mean, some fo folks come in the Atlantic City trade show. They literally came to our booth with route books and they said, and you talk about like not being in, I mean, being in the business instead of working on the business, they, they couldn't leave their route books because, you know, what if a tech called in sick or what if a customer called and they had these route books with them? Like, how do I... How do I get on Skimmer? How do I switch the way I'm I'm wanting? They they you know they had the willingness to switch, but it's like where do you even begin? But just in conversations with them, like Skimmer pays for itself times ten, and just what Nikki's talking about the for, the the lost billings, right? Like 
you know, you didn't bill for that one little piece right there. You could have just paid for your entire month of skimmer if you had just included that in the invoice. But, you know, people just have to embrace that. Hey, people, there's technology. People forget time is money, too. It's, time it, is it's more <laughs> valuable than money. You can make more there's money, no value you can't make to more it. time. Right. So if you're going to invest in something that gives you more time to be able to do other things, and we've had this conversation before, that's it's an awesome thing. So the report, helping them learn how to run their business better, make better business decisions, at, decide to make a change in the new year. I think that's awesome if we get any of that from the report, right? If we get a, a few people to change, it probably would be better than we probably would have none if they read the report and go, wow, I didn't know that. I can do this, this, X, Y, Z, and make this decision. You know, so that's the and idea. It's free. With this report. The report is free. So yes, there's, it's there's free. The report no, is yeah. free. And where can they find the report, Nikki? Getskimmer.com state of pool service. No spaces, obviously. And you can print it out because I printed it out and I read through parts of it. Like he said, you might not read it all in one sitting, but you read it and it's very detailed, guys. So you're, you're going to. Love, if you love that business side or you really want to learn more of that business side and where you're lacking or missing things, because maybe you just didn't think about something in there, this report's going to really hit home on all those things and linking everything together. So we can start running some really awesome businesses, right? That's right. That's the goal. In the year 2024. Well, thank you. Anything else you guys want to add here before we finish up? No, Lauren, thank you for all you continue to do for the industry. It's, uh, it's I, always a pleasure chatting. I love chatting this industry, and, guys. I love yeah. working in this industry. Every It's like a family almost. I feel like we're all like related or something and we we see each other, not like all the time. It's like we're all related, but we live in different states. And then we have like our little reunions at the conferences and stuff. And it's just fun. I have certain people I go visit, you know, and have to go get my pictures with, you know. But I love seeing you guys. You always have a smile on your face. And just thank you for what you guys do for the industry as well with this report, with the software management to help save people time and say, you know, give them just more tools to be able to run their business efficiently. Well, you're welcome. We're, uh, I tell people all the time, there's a lot of great things about working at Skimmer, but by far and away, the greatest is our customers and getting to talk to them and getting to see the impact we've had on on their businesses. So I, we love this industry and we're, we're really excited to, uh, to do our part to elevate it. I mean, there's so many pool service pros are so hardworking and they just, they need a little bit of knowledge in an area that maybe they didn't have. And that hopefully this podcast episode will get them to read the report, which will help them with that. So thank you so much for being on the podcast episode today, guys. Thanks, thank you, Lauren. You have a great day. Thanks for diving in today with the Let's Talk About Pools podcast. Be sure to follow us on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page. And feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so more aquatic professionals like you can learn about the show. We appreciate it, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Let's Talk About Pools podcast.